Warrior Woman, welcome back to the Warrior School Podcast. This is episode 228. Uh, We're going to spend some solo time together today. Yep, that's right. You and me, baby. We're going to talk about one of the hottest questions I get asked. How long will it take? How long will it take for me to get stronger? How long will it take for me to get more energy? How long will it take for me to get the body composition changes that I want? How long will it take me to consistently train? How long will it take? Fill in the blank. (laughs) We're going to talk about how long it actually takes to get results and a powerful way to measure your progress. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Let's get into it. Let's just dive straight in, straight into the good stuff. So I get asked this question all of the time. How long will it take? And so we're going to break it down. Uh, We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about how long does it take to get results? And I'm going to ask you a few questions and I'm going to share kind of how I approach it uh, in my work, how I kind of lead the warriors through this question, because it's okay. It's okay that you want to know. You want to know how long it's going to take. But it's the wrong question. We're asking the wrong question. Well, we're focusing on the wrong thing when it comes to thinking about time, And how long it's going to take. So the first place I really want to start with, start talking about is time. The idea of time. When we ask that question, how long is it going to take? The mind is thinking about that in a reference to time. Time as we know it really is, you know, minutes, hours, days, months, years, you know, we, we're, we're very time driven. And yes, it's one of our biggest resources. You know, we've got kind of energy, we've got time, we've got money. Those are kind of the, the big three, I would say. And they all are kind of working together and we want them to form this really nice balance and work together. So when someone asks me that, or when you're thinking, when you ask that, <laughs> Do you agree with me that your mind is thinking about it in terms of time as we know it? So hours, days, months, years, yes, years. (laughs) You know that I have the belief that uh, it doesn't take weeks or months, it takes years. And we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. So the first thing I want to talk about is that, is that we are measuring this with the wrong currency. (laughs) I know, I guess time is a currency. I would say it's a currency. I'm sure a lot of us want to trade money for more time. If we could, I would. I would definitely trade money for more time. 100%. Uh, I wish that I had way more time in a day sometimes. So we are trying to trade the wrong currency when it comes to, you know, our idea of like getting results and time. So we want to measure time in, okay, is it going to take me weeks? Is it going to take me months? Is it going to take me years? And yes, that is a way that I do measure progress. I do measure results and we'll get into the, the, the timeline or the journey of a warrior or a woman who is building her foundation and wants to get more energy, build insane strength and create the body she loves. There is an overarching kind of timeline that I have seen in my work. Uh, There is definitely quite a specific journey that we go on when we learn how to train properly, when we build a strong foundation, uh, you know, when we do the work that I do in warrior school. 
And we'll, we'll go into that, but I want to offer you up a different way to think about time, to think about progress and results. And there's a couple of questions that I have for you first that I think are really important to ask ourselves when we're talking about, you know, how long does it take And we could insert anything in here, okay? So we could insert, how long does it take? How long will it take for me to get my first strict pull-up? How long will it take for me to be able to squat my body weight? How long will it take for me to get more energy or build insane strength or to create the body that I love? What we need to get clear on is, well, what do results mean to you? What does getting stronger mean to you? What does it look like? How how do we measure that? What is your your definition of stronger or more energy? Like what is your definition of more energy? What would that allow you to do? How would we measure that? When it comes to creating the body that you love, well, what does that look like? What does that feel like? We need to get clearer on what do results mean to you? Because if we're having this conversation of how long does it take to get results? Well, what do results mean to you? What are the results that you want? And so for a lot of women that I work with, they want more energy, they want to get stronger and build more confidence in the gym, and they want to create the body that they love, that they feel comfortable, confident, and connected in, that they love the way that it looks, it feels. Uh, And so they're kind of big, broad vision goals, I would say. So we need to get more specific on, okay, well, what do results mean to me? What does stronger mean to me? What does more energy mean to me? So that's the first piece of this. If you're asking how long will it take, how long will it take to what? (laughs) And then let's try and be as specific as possible and ask yourself the question, well, what do results mean to you? So once we understand, okay, this is what results mean to me me. This is what getting stronger means to me. This is what, you know, I'm going to use the a skill uh, for an example, just because it's quite tangible. So say you don't have a pull up and you want to get your first strict pull up and you ask me, how long will it take? Okay. Well, there are many variables involved in that question, But that's very clear. It's a very clear outcome because you will do a strict pull up. You'll pull your own body up and over that bar. So we're very clear on what results mean to us in that situation because we can do a strict pull up. So then we would move into the next piece, which is, okay, well, how long will that take me to get my first strict pull up? And that depends on many different variables. So we're just going to, we're going to stick with this example. Uh, We're going to roll with her for a bit and then I'll kind of extrapolate that out into maybe like a bigger vision or a bigger goal. So my first question or what I'm first looking at for that person that wants to do their first strict pull up is can they hang on a bar? If we can't even hang on a bar, well, then we're going to get stuck pretty quickly, unable to do our first strict pull-up. I'm also looking at what is their arm strength like, their pulling strength, their upper body strength. Uh, You know, have they ever done one before? Do they currently train? Uh, You know, if they want to start working towards it, how often are they going to train? Are they going to follow a specific plan, program, or course like the Conquer Your First pull-up course, which is live into the world. Uh, If you do want to conquer your first strict pull-up, if you do want to learn more about time, timelines, milestones, and pathways when it comes to a specific skill, I highly recommend you buy the course. And it's not just a program. I didn't want to create a program. 
this whole podcast topic that I'm talking about, I've talked about it forever, but it came up again when I was creating the course. Because often when it comes to skill-based stuff, you know, a lot of women want to get their first trick pull-up, but a lot of us don't understand how long it actually takes. It's the same with our health and our training. A lot of us want a very strong, you know, Uh, body that looks a certain way, but a lot of us don't understand how long that actually takes. Uh, And and hopefully today and, and me giving a little bit of a different perspective will be helpful. So the idea came from me building the course and needing a different kind of language or way to speak about getting results or working towards that first strict pull-up. And I use this inside of Warrior School all of the time. So the Warriors have a great understanding that they think about results in terms of milestones and standards and qualities. And that's kind of how we measure progress through processes and methods and standards and qualities and milestones. So coming back to this uh, pull-up example, I'm looking because there's multiple variables involved. So, you know, do you currently have a shoulder injury? Do you currently train? Do you can you hang on a bar? You know, how often will you train? Will you follow a a proper program? Are you eating enough food? Are you sleeping enough? You know, are you recovering well to see progress in your training? So the way I talk about it is in milestones. So there are certain milestones, there are certain standards and qualities. There is a process and a method that we use to work towards the chin up or the pull up. It's a very clear process and method. There is a whole strategy there. And within that strategy, within that process and method, there are standards and qualities within the movement that we need to reach. And there are key milestones. There are key exercises that we need to work on in order for us to progress towards our first strict chin up. Uh, And I'm not going to go too much deeper into this specific skill. That is all in the course. Uh, And so if you, yeah, if you want to get your first strict pull up, Go on by the course if you want to learn more about kind of the whole process of working towards skills. This will be the first of many skill-based programs. And the goal really isn't for me to just give you a program. It's for me to teach you the process and method behind actually being really good at the skill, actually getting the skill, working towards it. So we want to think about time in milestones, (laughs) So there are standards and qualities that we want to reach. There are key milestones that we need to work towards in order to achieve that result, that big result, the bigger vision. And so that could be getting more energy, building insane strength or creating the body that we love. Okay, so if we think, uh, let's use uh, the energy as an example. So if we want more energy, we need to look at, okay, Well, what does more energy mean to us? Uh, You know, where do we feel like, you know, where are we leaking energy? Why aren't we getting energy? Oftentimes it's going to be that we're not eating enough food. So we're not fueling ourselves well enough. So we need to eat enough food, enough calories. We need to be in high energy availability. Now, that would be the goal. So the goal would be to have great energy. uh, And that means that we've got to eat enough food. But we need to break that down. And so instead of asking how long will it take for me to get more energy, we'll break it down into key milestones that we work on that will slowly build more energy. So with the energy example, the way that I would approach it and the way that I approach it inside of Warrior School is we would focus on one piece out of that uh, energy piece or the food strategy piece. So I wouldn't jump straight to, okay, well, let's track what you're eating and then see if you're eating enough or not. That's not normally where I start. That's not how I approach it. I'm Some people and some coaches do approach it like that. Uh, it would be the most uh, 
efficient way to see if you are eating enough food or not. Uh, I don't know if it would be the most effective way for everyone, depending on where they're at. The way I like to do is I break it down even further. And so I'm really taking this strategy or approach that I use in training with the thing like a chin up. With that, the first milestone is being able to hang on the bar assisted for like 10 to 15 seconds for three to five sets. And then we would slowly build that hang to a 60 second feet assisted hang for three to five sets. That would be like the first milestone that we want to achieve. Uh, And that's building our grip strength and our hanging capacity, which means we're one step closer to achieving that first strict pull up. So with the energy, we would start with a principle or a, you know, a foundation that I talk about all the time. So the first milestone might be, are you eating within 30 to 60 minutes of waking up to create stability uh, in the morning and Female bodies do best in a fed state and they do best with eating within 30 to 60 minutes of waking up and eating animal protein. That would be the first milestone. So we would create a strategy and we would work on that. Okay, how can we get something into you within the first 30 to 60 minutes of waking up? Okay, what is the, what's the composition of that meal? How can we balance it better? How could we get more animal protein into you? Okay, do we need to get, you know, different kinds of carbohydrates into you? And then once that milestone is reached, we can move on to the next milestone. And the milestone is going to look a little bit different for each woman, depending on where she's at. But most of the time, it's starting at the start of the day and then slowly building out the day or building out the three main meals. And then looking at the snacks, but essentially think about your whole day and your meals or your snacks as milestones. There are certain standards and qualities that you want to achieve with your food, with your meals that are going to help you build more energy. But we don't also want to put a time on that. It's just a project that we want to work on until we nail that project, until we achieve that milestone. So for example, say I set a warrior, that's her first milestone. When it comes to this energy piece, this energy problem, the first milestone for her is to eat within 30 to 60 minutes of waking up, to eat animal protein at that meal. That's it. That's the the milestone I give her. Nothing else for now. And then she works on that and then she nails that. So she's consistently eating 30 to 60 minutes and she's eating some animal protein. Okay, then we'd move on to the next milestone and the milestone might be, okay, how much animal protein? Okay, we need about 30 to 35 grams of animal protein. Then she might work on that milestone. And when once she's nailed that, then we look at the other part of her meal. Now, there'll be some women that can just go straight into, okay, yes, eat 30 to 60 minutes, eat 35 grams of protein, eat roots and fruits, have a bit of fat. Okay, this is the meal. This is the composition that I'd like you to eat. And some women are ready to do that. And they'll go straight to that milestone. It's just like the chin-up program that I created. I created four milestones for that reason, because everyone's going to start at a different place. And so when it comes to your energy and your food, You just need to get clear on, okay, where's the milestone that I need to start? Do I actually have a solid morning? Is my breakfast actually good? If it is, okay, well, where's the gap? Where is that milestone that we start? And then within the milestone, what is the standard or the quality that we're after? Then we would look at other things that impact our energy. So our sleep. And then we would look at, okay, what is the milestone when it comes to our sleep? Is it uh, getting to bed at a certain time? Is it uh, a certain amount of hours in bed or hours asleep? Is it focusing on the amount of deep restorative sleep that we're getting? And we'll have a bunch of milestones that we'll work towards to improve the quality of the sleep, which then over time will improve energy. 
We can also look at all of the other things that are leaking our energy. It could be environments, relationships, work. Uh, it could be our training. And within those different areas or sections, we can create milestones that are essentially helping us plug that energy leakage uh, with the overall goal of getting more energy in. We can use another example, which is to change our body composition. So if we think of the goal of changing our body composition, so that's a big goal, a big vision. And if we ask ourselves, okay, well, how long is it going to take? How long is it going to take to get those big, long lasting body composition changes? Yes, we could like, you know, really get scientific and maybe look at studies that have looked at how long does it take to build muscle? How long does it take to lose, you know, certain, you know, lose fat in certain age ranges, doing certain training strategies and protocols? You know, we can actually, we can narrow down into those specific scientific, uh, I guess, studies, the literature, the science, the research. But let's kind of just look at it higher level, bigger picture that we don't know how long it's going to take for you to create the body that you love, to get those long lasting, big body composition changes that you want. But we can look at the journey and we can break down the journey uh, and we can look at it from key milestones. So if you have a goal to change your body composition, to lose fat mass and build muscle, uh, great. That's a great goal. You know, I want you to be in a body that you love. I want you to be able to build and create that body. But we can't ask the question, how long will it take? Uh, It's too big of a question and it has too many variables in it. And we don't want to speak in terms of days, weeks or months. Uh, It's going to take years. (laughs) Uh, We want to speak in terms of milestones, standards and qualities that we need to achieve to help us move towards that goal. So if you have that goal, well, there are two really important things. You need to be training and you need to be fueling and recovering well in order to achieve that body composition result. And so you need to train consistently. So a milestone would be training three times a week, strength training three times a week. That would be a key milestone that you would achieve. Then we could build on that milestone over time. We might hold that milestone for a longer period of time than we would when we're looking at just a skill-based goal like your strict pull-up. You might have to hold that milestone for three months, six months. Sometimes it's even up to a year. You know, if you can create a consistent training practice for a year, that will that is one of the most powerful things that you can do for that goal or that vision that you have to create the body that you love. You've got to consistently train. So that would be a milestone is training, strength training consistently three times a week. Then we could do things with your food as well. So are you eating enough? Uh, we could bring in the food strategy and have milestones there. But instead of asking in terms of, you know, is it going to take weeks? Is it going to take months? Is it going to take, you know, years? We want to be like, okay, well, what is the milestone that I need to achieve that's going to help me move closer to that goal? Okay, first one is you need to train. So you need to train three times a week. Then the second milestone is probably you need to follow a proper structured progressive program because you could be training but you might not be applying progressive overload you might not know how to train properly you know how to lift properly you might not be lifting heavy enough weights to create the the stimulus or the adaptation that you need to create those big long lasting body composition results or changes 
And so following a well-structured program would be another key milestone. They need to be looking at things like, okay, are you eating enough? Are you fueling yourself? Uh, We could look at nutrient timing before and after training. We could look at other recovery strategies. All of these are milestones that we want to be achieving. We want to be ticking off. We want to be meeting these standards because if we do that, we know that we're progressing towards creating the body that we love. If you can't consistently train three times a week, the question really is void. It's a null question about how long is it going to take because you're not training consistently three times a week. So the question really needs to be how much or how often do I need to train to help me work towards the body that I want to create for myself? And through my own experience and through the research, we want to train strength train a minimum of two times a week, if if not probably mostly three times a week, uh, as well as doing you know other things that I've spoken about before in the podcast. In episode one eighty six, I believe that is about how to approach your training, how to kind of include strength and zone two and plyometric and hit kind of all together uh, to develop a really balanced uh, exercise training program. So when we think of those bigger goals, we need to think in terms of, okay, what standards do I need to set myself? What milestones do I need to set that I can hit along the way uh, to help me work towards what I want? So for example, when a warrior comes into warrior school, the first few months, our first milestone is to consistently show up to training three times a week. That's her first milestone. Uh, when it comes to training. Now, what I tell them all the time, that is that is the main focus for the first year. You know, if you can consistently show up to your training three times a week for a year, that is one of the most powerful things that you can do. Uh, that's kind of like the mother milestone of training. <laughs> but we need that to open up other milestones within the training. So, We need to be training consistently to then open the milestone of, okay, well, if we want to build muscle and to be metabolically stronger, to support our hormones, if we want to build, you know, insane strength, we've got to lift heavy weights. And so the next milestone might be, uh, you know, moving from maybe body weight strength rehab work into starting to lift weights. So now we're weightlifting and then within that we've got milestones around how much weight we're lifting, you know, the movements that we're doing. Uh, we've got, you know, this, uh, this progressive overload and this, you know, working on lifting heavy weights and progressive overload and meeting the milestones within the training is moving you towards uh, creating the body that you love. And then we can start to add in other things that help support that goal. So, for example, you know, being in your 40s, mid 40s, uh, late 40s, we now know because of some really cool research, the importance of, yes, strength training, but also adding in plyometric work and sprint interval training. You know, the importance of that low level zone to aerobic based stuff, uh, And so we can bring in these other components to to the strategy and they also have milestones, but it's just like your foundation. We can't add it all in at once. We've got to layer it in like an onion. And so just like building a strict pull up, we can't just like add everything into the cocktail and then you just go for it and try and do it. There needs to be a process and a method And this is what I really use inside of warrior school. So when a warrior comes in, those first two months are focused on building a consistent strength training practice, Uh, looking at, you know, the energy availability, walking, sleep, you know, the bottom of that female training foundation is what we focus on, you know, really within the first six months, I would say. And our main priority, our main milestone is a consistent training practice three times a week. 
as we as she moves through the journey, then we can look at adding in new milestones and different milestones. So it could be training four times a week. It could be adding in those other components uh, to our strategy. It could be then tweaking and changing her food. So for example, right now we're doing Warrior Queen 2.0 and there's some warriors that have been with me for a while. They've got a really strong foundation. They've met kind of like the milestone one uh, uh, of the training work, which is, you know, they've been with me for at least six, nine, 12 months. um, And then, you know, we're looking at things like, okay, body composition changes are, uh, you know, kind of syncing our nutrition approach with uh, our menstrual cycles and energy restriction. We're looking at deficits. We're looking at performance-based goals. We've got other milestones that they're working towards to help them uh, achieve the results that they want. So the body composition results that they want. But that first, really the first 12 months, and I say this so, so many times, is that it truly takes uh, years to build a strong, resilient, capable body. You know, it takes years to build that insane strength and to create those big, long lasting body composition results, uh, changes that you want. Uh, and I and I tell my women all the time, you know, yes, we'll work together for 12 months and I'll teach you how to build the foundation. I'll teach you how to train, how to approach it. You know, we'll look at getting you more energy, uh, you know, getting strong biofeedback. But it really doesn't start to get real fun until about a year till we have that foundation. Then we can start pushing into these other really cool milestones, uh, meeting, you know, higher standards. Uh, for for our training and our food it's kind of like the strict chin up you know it's going to be really hard at the start if you've never hung on a bar before it ain't going to be fun your hands are going to hurt you know it's going to feel really uncomfortable you're going to feel like you're suffocating because your shoulders are up near your ears uh, and you may not even be able to hang on the bar for 10 seconds and so it's going to take you a while to build to a 60 second unassisted hang like, can you jump on the bar and hang for 60 seconds unassisted? Like, that's like the key milestone uh, hanging wise is that 60 second unassisted hang. Now, within that, there are so many variables as to how long that is going to take a woman to get. You know, how often is she doing it? Uh, Has she had a background in anything that maybe, you know, has worked on her grip strength in the past? Because if she's got some natural grip strength there, that's going to be in her favor. It's going to be on how well she's fueled her body, how well she's recovering. You know, does she prioritize the pull-up course or the pull-up program that I've given her? Is she actually doing it uh, three days, uh, two days a week? Uh, Is she actually meeting the standards and the qualities that I set for each movement? That is going to impact her progress. So really, we're looking at what determines how we move forward. When we're asking this question, how long is it going to take? The first piece is, okay, well, what do results mean to us? You know, what is the outcome that we want? If it's a specific skill, it's a little easier to define. If it's kind of a bigger overall vision, uh, you know, we can still declare it, but we need to break it down a little bit more. Uh, And so then we're looking at, okay, well, what milestones do I need to work? What standards do I need to hit in order to work towards that goal? Now, the last part really is, okay, well, what determines our speed at which we can get there? <laughs> Look, I have a philosophy for taking the long way home. I'm all for taking the long way home. But I also believe that we can take the long way home in an efficient and effective way. And what helps us do that is having energy, having a plan and having someone to lead us in that. And then looking at, well, what determines how I move forward with this goal? How do I move forward towards what I want? What determines that? What determines our speed? What determines our effectiveness, our efficiency in doing that? I've spoken a little bit about it before, 
in terms of the expectation reality gap. So we'll have an expectation. Your expectation is to get your first strict pull up or your expectation is to have more energy or to create a body that you love, that you feel comfortable and confident in, to lose weight or to build muscle. Your reality might be that you know, you are undernourished, you're low on energy, you don't have a consistent training practice, you know, you can't hang on the pull-up bar. So the gap between your expectation and your reality is big. (laughs) Now that is not good or bad, it just is what it is. So the work becomes, you know, the strategy or the plan becomes in closing that gap and we can close it two different ways we can readjust our expectations uh, to be okay with it potentially taking a little bit longer than we want it to take or even readjusting the current goal uh, to maybe a, a smaller goal or a smaller milestone or standard that than we currently have or and or we can uh, adjust our reality and so we need to change things in our reality that make it possible for us to work towards our expectation or our goal and over time we want the gap to close the friction gets created because the gap is too big we've got this expectation then we've got our reality and the gap it's just it's the it's a big void <laughs> which this is where we feel overwhelmed and frustrated you know anxious and annoyed that we can't achieve what we want but there are all of these things in our reality or in the gap that are preventing us from moving forward from making that forward progress and so The work that I do with the women that I work with is both. I help them just to readjust their expectation of the timeline of how long it's actually going to take. And I also help them start to change their reality. So how are they actually living? So we start to set certain milestones or standards or projects around, you know, their energy and their training. Uh, We adjust things in their reality that starts to close the gap. And so this question is really important. What determines how we move forward in our journey? And so your energy is going to be a really big variable. Uh, The priority that you give this thing that you want uh, your, you know, your time. We kind of have those three big resources. We've got energy, we've got time, and we've got money. They're kind of like our, kind of like the, the golden trio. And so they'll be our big ones. But then we've got all of these other variables that determine how we move forward. Uh, and so within the training, you know, are we following a proper training plan and training program? Are we training consistently three times a week? Uh, Are we applying progressive overload to our training? That's going to determine how you move forward in your training, which will determine how you move forward towards creating the body that you love. And there is a non-linearity to it, uh, which I think is the hardest part, is that we kind of come into, you know, come into building this foundation into the, to, you know, working towards this thing that we want and the mind somehow thinks that it will be uh, linear there'll be this like like beautiful linear progression uh, towards achieving the thing but it is isn't like that it's this it's very non-linear so what I mean by that you know you could have rhythm and momentum and you could be Uh, moving forward you know progressing forward and things are going really great but then something comes up you know and it could be something as small as like just getting a cold or something bigger like you know getting injured or having a surgery or you know something going on in another area of your life that kind of knocks you off kilter or off momentum or kind of like you know 
is it is impacting how you're moving forward uh the speed or the pace or the the efficiency of how we move forward and that's going to fluctuate we're going to have times where we feel really efficient and really effective we've got great momentum great rhythm great forward progress and there are going to be times where it doesn't feel like that at all Uh, it feels hard and it feels like we're not progressing and it feels frustrating and overwhelming and maybe we're getting injured or we're getting sick. And often the response when that happens is kind of like this frenzy, overwhelmed state where we want to have a knee jerk reaction to kind of change something or fix something straight away. Uh, And I do a lot of this work with my warriors because, you know, they'll come in and for the first, you know, three to six months of our, you know, we, we, they sign a, an agreement that they work with me for 12 months when they first come in. Uh, And the first three to six months is really building a consistent training practice. A lot of them haven't had a consistent training practice before. Uh, for a long period of time for a year that is my number one goal really with them is I want them to have a consistent training practice for a year that's kind of our big mission in our work together it's also to teach them how to train you know how to fuel themselves how to recover how to adapt and modify their training there's lots of pieces in that but essentially that's my overarching goal or mission now you know, the first three to six months, you know, the first three months when they start, they're going to be excited. It's like, it's, there's something new. There's an excitement there. You know, they feel a little bit of friction about, yeah, like navigating maybe some new technology, learning new movements in their program. Like I slow them way down uh, and I really focus on building that foundation and the quality. You know, they get a few months in, you know, four or five months in and they start to feel friction. And this friction comes from a couple of different places. One, it's coming from they didn't realize how hard it might be, like how long it's actually going to take for them maybe to, you know, create the rhythm or momentum or for them to make progress in their training. Now, this is all dependent on where a woman starts at, okay? Uh, And then the other place it kind of comes from is uh, kind of the realization that it is actually going to take way longer than she thought. Uh, And so around, you know, that four, five, six month mark, friction kind of comes up. And this is where this, this kind of frenzy knee jerk reaction thing can come up because we feel like we're not making progress. We're not moving forward. And we, we have forgotten all of the things, all of the wins, you know, I've spoken about this before that we, I think I've done a podcast episode on it around staying the course. Uh, A little while ago, I was having a conversation with one of my worries and she was going through this exact thing. She was at a year. And so it can happen again at a year. Um, It can happen, you know, multiple times along our training journey. I still feel at 14 years in (laughs) sometimes friction. Uh, And Yeah, so I've done a podcast episode on how to stay the course, but one thing that we spoke a lot about is this feeling like this frenzy feeling or this knee jerk reaction feeling like we need to change the course or change the plan or the strategy. And sometimes yes, but often, you know, I know the woman in warrior school is on the right course. I know that she's on the right pathway or plan because I'm leading her because I've experienced it myself and I've helped hundreds of women over the last 14 years so there isn't another course there isn't another plan Uh, so we need to be really mindful about this frenzy or knee-jerk reaction thing that we have or you know that we might experience so we kind of move over that and then you know, she's like six, nine months deep into the journey. We've, you know, we go through and we celebrate her wins and often she's got way more energy. Her biofeedback's really good. She's sleeping better. You know, she is stronger because she's making progress in her training. She's trained consistently for like six months and she's never done that before. She's learning how to adapt and modify based on what's coming up in her body and her life. So, but because she hasn't reached that big result, 
uh, we diminish the wins, but we remind her of that. We move through the friction, we stay the course, and then she kind of comes into this cool place around nine, you know, nine to 12 months where she's trained consistently for a year. She is stronger, she feels better, she feels more confident, and she's starting to see some really cool progress when it comes to those, you know, building the body that she loves, creating the body that she loves. She's starting to see that the body composition changes. And that's where I say it really gets fun from here on out is once you've built that foundation, we can go and we can hit higher standards and bigger milestones and we can focus on performance and those big, long lasting body composition changes. But we ask the same question when we enter that kind of second stage, which is, Well, what determines how we move forward? You know, what determines our progress? What determines the speed of that? The example I'll often give is my example of my story. So I was flat on my back, had chronic back pain. I couldn't get off the floor. I found a coach and he taught me basically how to train. I rehabbed my spine. We created a really strong spine, a strong back. I moved from being, you know, weak to strong, scared to confident, from being in pain to being pain-free. And all I did for a year was focus on that. That was my priority. And then years after that, my priority was my training. And this is where we you know, this is where we feel the friction because often I'm working with women that lead big lives. They're mums uh, or they have big careers. They've spent years or decades undernourishing themselves and maybe not training in the best way. So they've got a lot of hormonal stuff going on. You know, there's a lot of stress in their body. And so there, your history is going to determine how you move forward as well as your present, you know, as well as the choices and the actions that you're making today, your history, your background, you know, we need context. We have context to our story. Your story will determine how you move forward. Uh, And so for my example, I spent pretty much my entire 20s building that strong foundation, learning how to train properly, training, yeah, three to four hours a day, six days a week. I competed in Olympic weightlifting. That was like my priority, my number one focus. So I moved forward at a really fast pace. You know, I went from flat on my back, unable to get up and pick a bar off the floor to clean and jerking and snatching over my body weight and competing, you know, a year and a half later, uh, you know, I went from that to training, you know, five days a week for an hour or two, you know, within that first year. And so where I was at in my life, what, what was going on, the urgency of me being, making sure that I'm not in pain and being strong, you know, me being able to financially and, and time-wise, you know, I was a dietitian and a trainer then, me making it a priority, that all determined how I moved forward. And so depending on where you're at in your life right now, that's going to determine how you move forward. And not saying that you can't, you won't be moving forward, you will be moving forward, but it's the pace, it's the speed, it's the efficiency, it's the effectiveness of the moving forward, that that's what we really want to focus on. So instead of focusing on time, focus on, okay, what are the choices, the decisions, the actions, the behaviors that I can make that will determine how I'm moving forward, how efficient and effective that forward motion is. Uh, And then we just really need to ask yourself, how am I actually living? Because if that's not in alignment with what you want, with the vision or the expectations or this big goal, well, then you're not going to be moving forward at the speed or the effectiveness or the efficiency that you want. Now, there are things that we can't rush. Yeah, I can't click my fingers and build insane strength for you. I can't click my fingers and create massive body composition changes for you. Those things take time. Like we've got to put the reps in, we've got to put the time in, the effort in, you know, we've got to have the patience uh, to do that. But we can make the journey more efficient, more effective. We can shorten the long way home if that's what we want to do. Uh, And that's totally cool. 
Okay. <laughs> That's it for today. Uh, hopefully that was helpful. You know, and I also think about this stuff when it comes to my business. Yeah. Warrior School is going to turn three on the 21st of October. Uh, and so, you know, when I think of building my business, growing my business, I have never come into my business with timelines, uh, with this expectation of it being at a certain place at a certain time. Like I never said, okay, in the first year, I'm going to make this or it's going to be here. Or in the first three, I'm going to make this and it's going to be here. And there's nothing wrong with that, with having a bigger vision for it and having goals, you know, and I do. We do, you know, monthly revenue stuff and we have a clear vision for Warrior School, you know, John and I and Ruby and Creator Club and our work together and, uh, but I, do, I take the same approach with my business as I have with my training, which is long way home. Yes, we can make it more efficient, more effective by having energy, having a plan and a strategy, you know, every quarter, every year, every month, you know, creating a daily plan for the business. Um, and, and we have someone to support us. I have someone to support me, John and Ruby create a club. Uh, so those things will help me move forward more efficient and more effectively but I don't have a deadline or a timeline set on my success or the business's success I have standards and qualities I have milestones that I'm working towards reaching within the business uh, to help me reach my overall vision or goal. So you can also use this in your business, in your career. You can use this in your relationships as well. Uh, and it just is a really refreshing, nice way to think about time and the pressure that we put on ourselves to do things within a certain amount of time. But all we're after really is progress. And, uh, you know, moving forward at a speed that feels really great for us. Uh, and that is progressing towards where we want to go. Okay. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. Uh, it was an absolute pleasure to be here with you. I appreciate you. I really do. I really appreciate you. You know, my podcast episodes are not short. They're not short and sweet. That's for sure. Uh, they're long and, you know, as I said, time is a very valuable resource. And so I'm just so grateful that you spend your time with me listening to the podcast episode, uh, your, your ears and your attention and your, su your support uh, mean so much to me. I'm really grateful. You are the heart of my work. You are why I do what I do, why I stand here and talk to, I'm not talking to myself, but, uh, uh, you know, you are why I podcast and I'm so grateful. Okay. Bye for now. Warrior Woman, thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you haven't, please give the podcast some love by subscribing now. And if you enjoyed this episode, please rate it and share it with another Warrior Woman. Also, if you want to go crazy, I'd love if you wrote a review for the Warrior School podcast. And also share and tag me with your biggest takeaways for the episode on the gram. Okay, Warrior Woman, have a great week in training. Bye for now.